0: Love Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. Yet if we want to continue to celebrate our lives, we have to be mindful of taking care of not only the health of our bodies, but our mental health as well. And nothing is more aging or depressing than lacking a sense of purpose. So if you're looking for a big dose of inspiration and encouragement, our guest today is known for providing just this type of support. Michael Bungay-Stanier is a best-selling author, entrepreneur, speaker, podcaster, and master coach who has been named as the number one thought leader and coaching so obviously when it comes to making the most out of life Michael is the go-to guy and his latest book how to begin has become my own new bible for how I can make a difference in the lives of others as well as myself so when you hear Michael share his thoughts on doing something that matters which is the subtitle of his book I know you're going to be as inspired as I am and without further ado I'd like to welcome Michael to the show so welcome Michael.
1: Eileen, thank you so much. What a very nice introduction. I really appreciate it. And honestly, this is the exact audience I wrote this book for. So I'm so delighted to be sharing the mic with you.
0: Well, I truly, truly appreciate it, and uh, there's so much in the book, How to Begin, that I could listen to you for hours and hours, but I know you have your own goals to attend to because you put some of them in the book, so we'll get right to it, and please start out by giving us your thoughts on why doing something that matters is critical at any age, and I'm going to piggyback on what you just said, maybe most importantly for those of us who are on the older side of 50.
1: Yeah, look, um, I'm I'm just into my mid, or somebody called it my early mid fifties. I'm in my early mid fifties right now. And obviously I've got parents who are in their seventies and their eighties. And it's like, there's no doubt that one of the essentials to aging with grace and with happiness is two things. One is learning, keep learning, keep finding new boundaries. And the other is a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning. And the thing is that often when you get to this point, it's easy to settle. The power of the status quo is strong and you, know, you can you know, go out and have lunch and you can go and play golf and you can do those things that make a contented life. But actually, I think if you want to continue to grow but also to use the wisdom and the experience and the potential that you still have, you want to be setting what I call in the book, worthy goals, things that are thrilling and important and daunting.
0: Well, and also uh, one of my favorite phrases in the book, uh, well, I'm going to piggyback a little bit again by saying in the book you write, you have to be ambitious for your life and not let fear or complacency stop us. And that is so important, Uh, maybe again, especially as we age, uh, and also Mm -hmm. sharing uh, our greatness, a.k.a. our innate talents with the world. And again, this phrase that just struck me so much, will you give more to the world than you take? I love that.
1: Well, you know, I was inspired by that by a woman called Jacqueline Novogratz. She's written a, a terrific book called A Manifesto for a Moral Revolution. And that's the the question at the heart of that book. What if we could give more to the world than we take? And I just think that's such a compelling call to action because this whole idea of trying to focus your attention and, and find something to, to work on, begin something that matters, it's got these three elements, Eileen. It's got thrilling and it's important and daunting. Thrilling, is like, make sure it lights you up. <laughs> make sure you're excited about it and you rub your hands together and you're like, that sounds like it would be fun. I would love to do that. But don't just make it thrilling, make it important as well. And that's really this idea of how do you give more to the world than you take? How do you make sure that it's making your world a little bit better? Whether your world is your your family or your your community or your neighborhood, or your audience, or your online community, or your state, or your city, or your country, or whatever it might be. You can put your attention to saying, how do I make this place a little bit better? And then the third element, Eileen, is make it daunting. Don't just be thrilling and important, because that means it's not daunting. You're no longer stretching and you're no longer growing. And when you say it's daunting, you're like, you know what? I know how to start this, but I'm not entirely sure how to finish it. And if it's got that kind of right heft, that right weight, then it might be that you're onto something pretty interesting.
0: Really, and if it if it frightens you a little bit, go for it. I mean, not a whole lot. Maybe I don't. Exactly. At this age, I'm not going to skydive necessarily or whatever, but go for it. And two, bringing up those three components to the first step, set a worthy goal, and those are the three components. Mm. But you also provide three tests, one for each of those components. Spousish. Tell us what spousish, spousish means. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so once you, I mean, one of the key insights of the book is the first goal that you put down is probably a bit of a crappy first draft. It is a perfect place to start, but don't be seduced into thinking that the first attempt to write the goal is the perfect expression of the goal. So you want to dig into it, you want to poke it a bit, you want to interrogate it to make sure that you can find the optimal expression of thrilling and important and daunting for you. And one of the ways you poke at it and interrogate it is you ask these tests and the spouse ish test is really good for thrilling so here's how I imagine it most of us if we're lucky in our lives we have somebody who who just knows us who, who's hung around with us enough and they know what we're up to in the world they know our values they know they still laugh at some of our jokes even though they've heard them a thousand times <laughs> and for some of us that's going to be our spouse. Like it is for me, I've been married 30 years and Marcella, bless her, still laughs at some of my jokes. And I can, I can really trust her as well. Like she's got a good sense of who I am in the world. But honestly, not everybody has that person. Some of us don't have a spouse. Some of us, our spouse doesn't play that role for us. But imagine that a person, a spouse-ish person. What I want you to imagine is you take the goal that you've set yourself, something that's really important and daunting. And you go and tell that person, you're like, I'm thinking of doing this. What's their reaction going to be? And I reckon it might be one of three different reactions. You might get a yes, a hell yes. fantastic. (laughs) You should definitely do that. That sounds amazing. I can totally see that that absolutely fits with who you are and who you want to be. That's one reaction. Sometimes you get a reaction that is, well, yes but could you stop talking about it and actually get on and do it because I've been sitting with you drinking martinis for five years and hearing you talk about this. So enough of the chat and actually get going on it. And then the third reaction is absolutely not. What are you thinking? This is not the worthy goal that you're looking for. And here's the important thing to remember, Eileen. What that person is telling you is not the truth. It is just their feedback. It's just data. It just helps you triangulate on your own feeling. And here's a quick story about that. Um, The book that I'm best known for is a book I wrote four years ago, five years ago called The Coaching Habit. It's gone on, it's sold more than a million copies. It's all about how do you stay curious a little bit longer. When I first sat down and told Marcella, I was thinking of writing this book. She was like, absolutely not. You, you are so behind on your emails. You, you're, you're, you're juggling too many plates already. You're breaking plates. It's a disaster. Don't write this book. And I was like, I'm definitely going to write this book now. Absolutely. I mean, I know Marcella said no, but this is just stealing my resolve to get this book written. So the spousal test is one of the ways that you just test your your worthy goal so that you can refine it, draft it, and get it to be just the way you want it to be.
0: And then another test for the important component is FOSO.
1: Yeah, I know FOSO sounds like it's a fancy neighborhood in New York, but FOSO stands for (laughs) for the sake of, and it's really a way of kind of connecting with important to sort of say, well, for the sake of what would I be doing this? Yeah. You know, for me, I'm like, okay, so I want to write a book, but I can see why that's thrilling for me. I like writing books or at least some of the time I do. But, um, for the sake of what would I be writing this book? And it actually asked me to kind of connect it to the bigger picture, give more to the world than it takes. And I can say, you know what, for the sake of what I write books so that I can help people fulfill their potential, be the best version of themselves, unlock their greatness. And I can see that writing a book is one of the best ways for me to do just that. So I can kind of settle into the why this worthy goal for me is important. And this just helps you as you draft your own worthy goal to go, all right, how's this this contributing to that bigger picture, whatever that bigger picture might be for you?
0: Well, and I think that, again, that, so when we sometimes, like, if, if we might make, you know, some of the goals come true for ourselves, that's, well, that's nice, but you can really be motivated by what can I do for other people, and again, giving back to the world more than you take from it. I just think that's wonderful, and the final one for the daunting component is, of course, we go back yeah. to one of our favorite fairy tales, Goldilocks.
1: Exactly. Now, we all know the story of Goldilocks, you know, bears and beds and porridge and the like. But if you are inter- interested in astronomy, looking at the stars, well, there's something called the Goldilocks zone. Now, part of the miracle of technology is that astronomers can look into the sky and they can look at distant stars and figure out if there are exoplanets, other planets circling other stars. And actually, just recently, for the first time, they looked beyond our own galaxy, beyond the Milky Way. 200 light, million light years away, and they found a star with a planet circling. Now, finding a planet is pretty exciting, but finding a planet in the Goldilocks zone is super exciting, because the Goldilocks zone means it's not too close to the star that the water boils off and burns away. It's not too far away from the star that the water freezes, but it's in that zone where water is liquid, just like the planet Earth is in the Goldilocks zone with our star. Because liquid water means the capacity for life. And that gets exciting. So this test is just for you to look at your worthy goal and go, does it have the right heft? Does it have the right weight? You don't want it to be too small, that it's kind of trivial. You don't want it to be too big that it's overwhelming and impossible. You don't want it to be too hot. You don't want it to be too cold. Just like Goldilocks and the porridge, you just want your worthy goal to be just right. Big enough to scare you, Big enough to excite you. Wow and
0: I too I want to add that you have a number of QR codes in the book because this first part again really thinking of how uh, you know your own worthy goal that's going to keep you motivated, keep you going and fulfill past these three tests uh, you've got the, the QR codes lead to like worksheets and things like that.
1: Yeah so there's just a regular website how to so it's the name of the book how to And, um, you know, lots of people just find the book is enough, but if you want additional worksheets and you want other videos of other people working through their worthy goals, there's just additional support material there as well. So people are welcome to jump on board if that's helpful for them.
0: Well, and the big, the first step is, is a, a big one. It's daunting, it's important, <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. But then you move on to the second step, which is commit, which is also rather daunting. And you even go through kind of at the beginning, like you want to think of previous false starts and mosquitoes, so right. what does that mean?
1: Yeah, so the big picture on this, this step, Eileen, is to say, look, so often when we get our goal, the thing that we, think we should do is just start doing it right away and um we've all had that moment where we've taken on something that felt important and somehow we've lost our mojo we got distracted got confused and it just didn't really seem to take off you know what's going on with that so this step the second step of the three in the book find your worthy goal commit then cross the threshold is actually to say all right what would it take to me to be fully committed to this and the first thing you've got to do is you've got to do a little let's call it forensic accounting, looking back in the past and going, what's going on that I can learn from from the past? Where have I tried to do something like this before? And for whatever reason, it hasn't taken off. And it actually works Just kind of looking at that and trying to figure out how might some of that get in the way of this worthy goal. And then you move from the past to the present, where you go, okay, (laughs) I've kind of started this worthy goal already. What are the things I'm doing and not doing that are contrary to this very worthy goal that I've set myself. So for me, I might go, look, I I set a worthy goal of writing another book, but you know what? I'm not doing regular writing on a day-to-by-day basis. I'm not talking to my agent. I'm not reading other books around the topic. (laughs) And I'm suddenly going, wow, (laughs) it sounds like I wanna do this, but it also looks like I don't wanna do it. And it's only when you start really identifying some of the ways that you're currently colluding against yourself, that you can start noticing the very natural, very human resistance you have to your own worthy goal. And rather than ignoring the resistance or pretending it's not there, which is a pretty common reaction, this step allows you to look at it, poke at it, and figure out ways to make sure that you can push through the resistance to a worthy goal.
0: And you even write that resistance is to be celebrated and because we unlock our greatness only by doing hard things. So what does that mean? Right.
1: Well, it's, I mean, in some ways that phrase, we unlock our greatness by working on the hard things is the, is the emotional heart of this book. So like, I want people working on great stuff so our world gets a bit better and we see the very best of people starting to emerge by doing that work. But if you're taking on something that is daunting, of course, there's going to be a moment of resistance where you're like, "What am I doing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it must be nuts." I think of that myself. On. I do that a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And rather than going, "Oh, the resistance or the uncertainty means that you shouldn't take it on," I say, "Huzzah!" The the resistance is actually saying you've identified something that matters to you, that is thrilling and important and daunting. And the resistance is just part of the process. It's natural. Now let's find ways of working through that so you can be your very best and you can get this stuff done.
0: Well, so we have set a worthy goal. We have committed to it, and now da da da, we're ready to cross the threshold. Uh, so, tell us about some of the steps that would, you know, yeah. I know too. You you suggest starting out with baby steps, which I think is critically important. And so, explain exactly. a little bit about how we might cross the threshold.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, once you get your worthy goal, get moving. You don't have to decide what, what how to get to the end just yet. It's not like just typing an address into Google Maps and they'll show you the way. (laughs) You're gonna start exploring and figuring out the way to get to where you want to get to. And small steps is a key part of it. But I would say this, Eileen, one of the most powerful insights here is you don't travel alone. And so often we kind of go, okay, this is my worthy goal. I need to figure all this stuff out by myself. And I think one of the essential things is like, you want to be building your team, kind of bringing the band back so that you've got the right people around you to make progress in the way that you want. And, you know, you can get different people. It depends on who you are. It depends on what your goal is. But I'm looking for four kind of archetypes that I want to support me. I want somebody who has a bit of a kind of fighting spirit, a warrior spirit, someone who can give me courage and give me backbone and can help me push back against the resistance. I want somebody who has a healer or a lover energy. So I've got somewhere a sanctuary and I can kind of complain and be safe and be looked after. I need some of that comfort and that support as well. I want somebody with a teacher energy or sometimes it's called a magician energy. So I can figure out and learn what I don't yet know that I need to know to complete this. And I want somebody with what's sometimes called a, a ruler energy or a visionary energy. Somebody who can say, look, keep your eyes on the horizon, be bold, be ambitious, keep striving for what you want to be striving for. And when you think about who in your life can contribute those different energies, warrior, lover, teacher, ruler, you actually start building an interesting group of people around you to travel with.
0: Oh, my gosh, Michael, no wonder you are named number one thought leader in coaching. This is all such fabulous information. I, I can go on, like I say, for hours, but as I mentioned earlier, I know you have one or two of your own goals to attend to, so I won't allow you to, I mean, I won't travel alone, and none of us will travel alone, but uh, please let our listeners know where they can find out more about you, your work, and, of course, get their copies, their own copies of all of your fabulous books.
1: Thank you, Eileen, I appreciate you asking that. So look, if you're interested in the book itself, howtobegin.com is the place to go. If you'd like a little bit more about me, my website is mbs.works, mbs.works, and you know, I have a free course there called The Year of Living Brilliantly. It costs nothing to sign up, and it's 52 different interesting teachers, and you get a a new teacher, a little video from a new teacher every week. So if that sounds interesting, you'll find that at mbs.works.
0: Oh my gosh, I am going to sign up for that right now because that sounds fascinating. And before we have it's to great. go, do you Everything have any final thoughts? On that. Well, I'm oh, look, excited, I, Michael. Uh, I just wanted to say if you have fi- any final, final thoughts, thoughts. you'd like to leave with our audience for those of us on the Feisty yeah. Side of 50?
1: <laughs> look, um, I know some of your listeners will know the book by David Brooks called The Second Mountain. The first mountain you climb is your career and your family. But when you get to your feisty 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s, you're really thinking, what's the next mountain I need to climb? One that is more legacy, one that is about impact, one that is about personal growth so that you unlock the very best of who you are. And if that sounds important to you, and I hope it does, then this book, How to Begin, might be helpful.
0: Not only might be, I'm going to say will be. i got a dog-eared, underlined, all sorts of stuff, and I'm going to begin building my own greatness. Michael, thank you so much. <laughs>
1: Eileen, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be a guest. Thanks for having me along.
0: Well, and also, thanks for your time, sharing your thoughts on ways that we can do or start doing, how to begin something that matters and create fulfilling lives for ourselves and those around us. So I urge all of you out there, make sure you check out Michael's websites, his books, and especially this new one, How to Begin. We can all use some inspiration, and this book delivers it big time. And while you're at it, don't forget to go out there and show the world. just how feisty and fabulous uh, those of us over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. Taylor catch you next time. Bye-bye.